0: From the regular...
1: It is time for us to unite and move the state forward. ...to the absurd. The president prayers to your members.
0: News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is
2: they will say motivation. I mean, the
1: pay is Yeah, yeah
2: motivation and even
3: the... more,
1: and
2: then we don't produce,
1: we consume. You see, the social investment programme was almost like a charity fund. Did it reach the poorest of the poor? And in what form? You borrowed and dashed people' money. Dashed.
0: Every weekday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., join Ponsa Fanab and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues, bringing lights, darkness, and voices to silence. Because as I am now, I'm a very confused man. Because whether to go to the left or go to right.
2: Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria Tonset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanap. It's a beautiful Monday evening, 12th of February, 2024. Gilbert, good evening, how's your weekend? And, uh, well, just answer the uh, greetings and then we'll talk about... um, Well, just answer the greetings first, (laughs) then we'll see what we'll talk about.
1: You're trying to box me, Ponsak, because... (laughs) No, just answer I the greeting. I can't answer how my weekend went without what eventually said we'll be talking about. But okay,
2: my weekend was... Great. Was <laughs> and how was the Super Eagles match yesterday? You know, one thing I'm asking is that uh, Gilbert is used to... His team is used to not winning... <laughs> Because he supports a soccer team that don't uh, don't win, <laughs> but we won six zero now. <laughs> yesterday, no. Uh, yesterday I asked one of my friends, i uh, uh, He's an IT guy. I said, Eze, do you think? I said, since uh, Arsenal win, uh-huh. Naimi says, he says why go Is forget that team? That's why he, he said, forget that team. You know, uh, and yesterday a lot of people. I think uh, Chelsea too. Which t- yesterday I was. Um, right? Arsenal, yeah, Manchester
1: I know, United. Played
2: and won. They two. won, yeah, yes. they won.
1: 2 1, yes. Uh, they won. So, Arsenal yesterday, they won two. Yes. 6 0. It yeah. was a thumping victory against West Ham. Okay. And um, just similar to the story you're just sharing no with me. Yeah, you no wonder
2: you, but you're yeah. not so sad. You're not <laughs> excited. You're just in the middle. Uh, And listeners, that shows, you know, the patriotism of Gilbert. At least when I walked in the studio, uh, the office this evening, everybody saw me and they knew that something was wrong with me. And uh, it's all about the Super egos game yesterday. Absolutely. I tried to, you know, to man up. But look, um,
1: it's tough. It's tough when you're emotionally immersed into the game. And when you look at how these guys raised our expectations and eventually... Um, crumbled. There was no iota of fight, you know. It didn't show that we were really prepared um, for the game. But you can't blame them either. There's so much fatigue. At least nothing less than eight of those players have played all of the AFCON games. How know. about the Avricos? Yeah, no, 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 they had a squad rotation. A very, very huge. Some got suspended by virtue of double yellow cards, some red card, you know, and then some got injured and returned. And these were key players for the Ivorians. And then But they they were should instrumental
2: yesterday I watched the match all through and mm. I saw the Ivorians, I was watching the start on television. Yeah, yeah. The Ivorians were dope, they clearly played the Super yeah, Eagles. That's what I'm saying. They as clearly as they. outplayed and, the Super and Eagles. If,
1: if, if, if eight of those players at least played full games, 90 minutes, it's over 1,500 minutes of football in little or less than even three days. So you have to rest, try to recover, rest, recover, rest. And look at how harsh the weather has been from the reports we got you know, in that tournament, in Ivory Coast especially. So um, overall, we just have to come back. And hope that when eventually we qualify for the next Afcon, we can do something. But we were never up for the party yesterday, even though the referee did not certain, did not certain. You yeah, know, I was
2: going to ask, voodoo. but what do you think about uh, the? No, no, no,
1: no, no. He he just he just demonstrated that he wasn't interested in
2: anything Nigerian, because is when, it when is it not 50- interested in anything Nigeria or uh, he's not uh, he didn't uphold the ethics, you know, to be impartial. And to be fair, it's and about just the to ethics. All.
1: It's about the ethics yeah. and how it
2: affected Nigeria's game. Yeah,
1: you know there were certain. But do you think that killed, that killed the morale
2: thing. of our boys yesterday?
1: Yes, it has a way of getting into you, and it kills the tempo of your game. Mm. These things happened. and Oshiman was almost, you know, all over the place, and he knew that if he had continued on full throttle. Then he would be in the books of the referee And eventually he almost got injured I have no idea how he's faring right now But it was a tough, tough challenge on him Look yeah. at how, you know, why he was ask, limping all through Yeah, why I ask you because the
2: uh, About the perfor- general performance of the boys Is that yeah. yesterday, I uh, just seated, you know, close to someone mm-hmm. uh, While we were watching and he said that Now of our confidence, they killed the Super Eagles you know, uh, it sounded to me like uh, whenever I start business, it talks a profit won't kill you. <laughs> you know, I mean, that is the mindset. You know, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, like I Like I will say, you know, uh, to our listener, I don't watch football. I don't know anything <laughs> about football. So I'm just saying my liabilities and uh, t- saying, telling the world my ignorance when it comes to uh, football. But, well, yesterday, it's, this is, I would say it's not the end of the world. It's true. It's not the end of the uh, world. At least we and came besides, second place. Yes, in truth, one, you
1: know, silver. In truth, when these tournaments began, we all did not agree that they were even going to the finals, all the way to the finals of the tournament. But they did. So it's that resilience. And we all agree that in some games, it was quite scrappy how they ended up winning you know, those games and even advancing from the group stage to the quarterfinals and right up to the finals of the competition. So we have to give it up to the coach and the players. They did their best. But um, our midfield serious problem there. Let's not even get into the details of this conversation. But the Ivorians themselves, you know, they were almost crashing. They were in the brink of crashing out of the tournament not until they came towards the edge of victory and eventually clinched it
2: yeah well uh i mean we don't have to uh say much uh at least we have a silver medal so uh, but the boys you know i would say that we appreciate the fact that uh they were able to at least put smiles on our faces we didn't uh, we're not coming back home empty-handed, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would like to say something first. I appreciate Governor Mutfang for uh, calling, you know, an OJB that is original just boy Ahmed Musa. Mm-hmm. Uh, original just boys Ahmed Musa is is a original just boy. Uh, yesterday they had a phone conversation and he was you know encouraging the boys. But when the Super goes won... Loss, I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. I saw some uh, some people, and I I am assuming that they are APC people saying that no, it was because of the call put across, you know, by uh, Governor Mutfang that made the boys, you know, feel. I I at times, I I wonder why we don't put our country first before our political inclination or leanings. What has you know the call? got to do with you know the outcome of the game and it it may sound very silly to uh, some people listening but i would like to assure you that this uh is real it's real you know in in the sense that some people you know look at these things and they will just jump into conclusion and not see that okay let's cheer for our country let's we shouldn't allow politics all the time to define us. At least we should have a rallying point. We should have a country, you know, first. I, I think that it's better to have Nigeria first before any other thing. But when people keep saying that, no, it's because of this, you know, it's because of... Uh, yesterday it was really a silly, very, very silly uh, argument. Very, very, and I would say very despicable uh, that people, you know, bring themselves low. To this kind of reason, that is a very cheap way of reasoning.
1: Yeah, the only single word I have to describe that is that it's nothing more or less than mischief. You know, and you have said that succinctly. Mm -hmm. You remember President Bola Tinubu was about to head over to Ivory Coast and. That sort of conversation still erupted, and people said, Look, bad luck. And there's a way people like to associate, you know, tenures of presidents or leaders mm. um, uh, by virtue of their achievements, even in sports. You know, they say this person has, is, has some bad luck, or that person has, you know, elements of good luck, and all of that. But it doesn't just add up, it doesn't make sense. It and is you so see, the, so present, the pres- mm. presence of the vice president, even there, was there was an attempt to link it to the overall performance, these guys weren't just good. It's that simple. And I think a simple phone call, if you listened to the conversation that the governor had with the captain of that team, Ahmed musa you'd understand that, look, there is serious business ongoing there. They had modalities in place on how to even bring the AFCON to certain affected local governments just to cheer up with the people that are right now intruding and even... You know downcast as it were, as a result of the events that took place in those communities, and you have people come up with this mischief, say, "Look, it was as a result of the phone call and all that the phone call i mean it's it just doesn't um doesn't stick to 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 quality reasoning yeah. and rationality
2: well, we have a guest in the house uh, well, uh there's a song, my brother god can't leave anybody and bless bless okay, uh bless." And, uh, we have him here but i don't think he's going to change uh, when i saw him uh, in abuja presenting certificate of return i still the saw you know yeah, i still saw the senior man in him and i was <laughs> i said haba you know I, I just told one of my friends i just showed my i said haba the senior man, you know, <laughs> uh, as in to show that, yeah, there is capacity. <laughs> we have the honorable member representing just North Bassa Federal Constituency, Honorable Daniel Asama, also known as the senior man. Thank you for coming, and uh, well, it's good to see you.
0: Ponsard and Gilbert. Good to see you again. Happy J.F.M. is a home for me.
2: Happy New
1: Year.
0: Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Happy yeah. New Year. Sorry, I, I, I've got this dust in my voice. So. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I won't, I won't understand.
2: Yeah, well, get well soon. Uh, I mean, how do you feel now? I mean, How, how are you
0: feeling? It? I, I, just, I just found one word. Mm-hmm. Humbled. I feel truly humbled. I feel thankful to God. I am extremely Overwhelmed. It's exciting. It's overwhelming. Uh, I anticipated the office, so I had my mind prepared for it. But I didn't see it coming to pass the way I saw it. I didn't know that.
2: No, repeat what you said. You anticipated the office, but you didn't see it coming to pass the way it came. Yes. Talk. Explain. You know. Tell us. Okay. Well,
0: about it. I knew I wanted to be a member of the House of Representatives. I have my ideas and things I wanted to do for the people, but. I thought I was going to be in a contest and I was going to go into that contest, and we're going to struggle through like we did the first election, mm. but when it came to what, how I got to pass through, when I saw Plato, when I saw Bazaar and Just Not People came out in mass, came out unison with one big voice to vote me, that was very humbling, that was very, very humbling. My wife came back home after voting and she said, did you hear how much your name is flying around town? People are really coming out to vote for you. Then I said, no, it wasn't my name. It is Plato. What do you, what do people, you mean by... People, yeah. people would do this even if it was anybody because yeah. they, love their, they love their place. They love to see that they have a quality representation. They would do this regardless of whether it is Daniel or it is John or it is Joseph, regardless of who is there. Mm. The quest for the people, the heart of the people was yearning for this position so they were not doing it just because of me, as Daniel, no. They were doing it because of the purpose of the land and for the plateau let's, project. Let's talk about,
2: I mean, the whole decision or consensus about your candidature uh, came up, I would say, less than 48 hours before the election. Uh, and it all, you know, depend on, I mean, that decision was facilitated. Uh, of course, God, mm-hmm. we're not going to... Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a constant. Well, Was let's like talk your about you. Sunday school is still
0: in you. Yeah. <laughs> <remember> God, right?
2: <laughs> let's talk about, you know, the leader of Plato North and, of course, a respected elder statesman in, in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is former Governor Jonah Jang. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thought about uh, the role that uh, he has played, you know, in all of
0: what has happened in less than 48 hours? You can mistake him Zhang for anything, but don't mistake him for patriotism. That man loves this. He loves, he loves Plato. He, he is Plato. He just loves Plato. You may misunderstand him. He may have a way he's going about it that you're not happy about it. But that's not changing the fact that he's doing it for the sheer love of Plato. What I mean is, he may not be doing it the way you want him to do, and he's not necessarily have to do it your own way, but his heart is for Plato. The big, the big picture is that he's doing it for the love of Plato. He is human. I don't want to believe that he will do things that everybody will be happy about. But the big picture, look at the big picture. Why is he doing this? All you will hear Dara said is Plato. All you will hear Dara said is the empowerment in the freedom and the development of his people. He's mm-hmm. all about plateau and plateau and plateau. And what he did, him and Governor Mutfang was practically patriotism. You know, they found out, after all effort, that PDP was not going to be on the ballot. This is gallant in in respectful way how they reacted to it they said well we may not be on the ballot but we have a voice we can still have a candidate we can still have someone that could be ours then they conversed and agreed with labor party to do a kind of a, a a temporary merger to be able to make my candidature come to pass and to tell you the truth there is no coercion, there is no force there is there is no directs it was all very mutual and they respected my party which i really really appreciate they tell this. us in
2: concrete terms uh how
0: they respected you know your party well they approached my, oh, really? the okay. yes, approach my chairperson of the party. Okay. Yes, they uh, approached my chairperson of oh. the party. We had a conversation, a deeper conversation that, look, um, this is a direction we want to take as PDP, even though we are practically um, out of the ballot, but we want to have a voice. And we are thinking of possibly working with your candidate to, to make things happen. And, and then the fact that they brought the consent of my chairperson into the whole thing and they respectfully allow me to fly my party as labor party no coercion no forcing nothing (laughs) the only thing they did is parties do that all over time they said we're gonna make a merger on your practical on your position we on the issue of besan just north we're gonna go with labor party and then we had a good conversation met dara uh met the representative of pdp every in every sphere had a very a very good understanding and then in 24 hours um marching orders were given pdp faithfuls marched up with with yeah. uh, labor party l- l- we, let me ask you this question this
2: do you feel uh threatened when uh shiksania you know uh, directed people to uh vote for his own candidate as the prp do you feel uh, threatened that you know despite the fact that you have in the blessing of uh, someone that you've well described as very phenomenal and very patriotic, you know, to Plato on, of course, Nigeria. Uh, that is in person of uh, Darajang. Do you feel threatened that um, the PRP may win the ballot, you know, at the end of the day?
0: Well, in politics, you don't conclude on what the outcomes will be. You, you wait until the last minute. You wait until these announcements are done before you know that this is where we are. So I... I I had a reservation to the fact that I feel a bit uncomfortable that the politics is taking a very strict dimension, cultural, spiritual, and even social dimension.
2: I mean, that's politics all over the world. Yes, but... Is, is, is that Even but, in
0: America, you're very familiar with that. Gets, Evangelicals, even but, within the republicans. When it gets toxic, it's bad. When it gets... It, it became extreme... It became almost, um, it it became almost like a cold war, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when leaders of people are adamant about a direction, they are insisting that the people must go. Not Maybe you should
2: qualify with religious leaders so that we have this conversation in context. I mean, yes. Let someone not misjudge uh, the conversation that we're having.
0: Well, I, well when Yahya came out and make mentions categorically and this is the first time yes when he made mention categorically of the candidates of his choice it's a bit uncomfortable you know you you are making the other side want to take side too. okay you are making the other side want to also have a candidate to go alongside if you have not made that statement in the first place it would have been a flat election people would have just gone there and and just do election but I, i'm not I'm not going to direct, I'm not going to tell him what he's going to do with his followers. I'm not going to dictate how he's going to run his office. He's entitled to running his office the way he wanted. He's entitled to giving his people direction according to his belief system. But I'm just telling you how hard it makes the politics. It makes politics very difficult. It makes it hot. And the polity was very heated. And I will tell you that for me as a person, that's a big assignment for me. Because I can sense, I can almost feel the toxicity of all of those kind of statements in the air. We'll have to bring Plateau together. We must work into uniting people.
2: I this, like back, are, this you know, fracture because, yes, I, I mean, like you're, you're representing people. Uh, yes. The place, that, the federal constituency that you represent yes. is highly cosmopolitan. It is. People from all walks of life, you know, mm-hmm. reside there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly urban. Mm-hmm. You know, what practical steps? Because I heard you say uh, when you're presenting your certificate of return to the representative of the uh, mm-hmm. Governor Mutfang in Abuja, you said, uh, this is Plateau People's Party. Yes. Now, you know, speak on that and the practical steps that you take to mend the fractured, you know, relationship that we have. And, uh, you know, uh, Just North, you know, has been uh, a not so good example when it comes to peaceful coexistence over the last 20 years. We're very familiar with that. What practical steps are you going to take to bring people and say, look, we don't have to... Politics, sure, is a divider in any society. Uh, but what brings us together is the love for one another and the culture and the uh, collective peace and uh, uh, brotherhood or sisterhood that we all, you know,
0: share. I, I feel like it's a big task to, to work towards bringing people together. I have three basic... Three basic... Um, it's not an agenda per se, but it's my two basic drives that I'm going to be putting up front. One is uniting the people. In order of priority, actually, the number one is security. I want to work closely with the governor to make sure we restore this peace. Yeah, you have said so. I really want this peace back. It's, it's paramount for me. That's primary for me. And number two, we need to unite. We need to unite. It's toxic. There, are, there, is, there is just this thing in the air about fractions of religion, fractions of tribe, fractions of uh, social entities, which is becoming way beyond measure. A little bit of all of that garnishes life and makes life worth living. Mm-hmm. But when those things got excess, they become toxic, and they, they can, you know, long-term hurt the, the whole system, and it can collapse the system. Mm-hmm. I think Basa and just not we need to work to bring unity. Practically, I will tell you, I think we have to do physical activities. We have to physically depict the practicality of us being united. We need to start doing programs together, we need to start doing things together, we need to start implementing projects together, build projects and implement them together. We we I am not a member that will only be representing a certain faith. I am a member for every faith, for, for Muslims, for Christians, for non-believers, whoever dwells in this constituency. And by extension on, on the plateau, I, I have to represent to the best that I can. So it's not about even my party. Like I said, the, the, His Excellency Governor Mutfan carved in this thing. I call it the executive party. He, call, he calls it the, 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 people's, uh, the plateau people's party. It's all about plateau. It doesn't matter if you're yellow, green, blue, or white. It doesn't matter your religion. We just want to make platforms. You are following and in his uh, ideas. <clears throat> I, love, I love that. And okay. then we, we will, first of all, have to make sure there is peace and then make sure there is unity and then the empowerment. Okay. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Before Gilbert will come in, one question, and trust me, it's a very
2: silly question. Mm. Um, are you going to change your outfit? Because I know you were in jeans and shirts and you know sneakers. Uh, but in the House of Representatives you don't get to wear that. Either you wear kaftan or you wear suit or your traditional native attire. Tell us about your mode of you know how are you what I are really, your plans in changing? I really wish I will have to look at the house rules. I really wish I no, could No you,
0: you can't you can't. It's either Kaftan or suit. I'm sorry. That I'm, is I'm it. I'm being I'm being shortchanged here, my friend. I have my traditional attire. Okay. I need to know if it's there. Because no, you, you can wear your traditional attire, you can, you know, you, yeah. it's acceptable. So I, I'm gonna be half naked if I wear my traditional attire <laughs> in that place. Well, uh, that's just you know, a lighter um, note, uh, oh, but, but truly, truly <laughs> speaking, um, the, the, yeah, because the, I mean, y-
2: young people know you, uh, you know, you're very I know, sporty, I know. they call you cinema, man
0: anywhere you go, and uh, the change will come if you start I wearing my I, I will learn to abide by the law, I so know. I may have to change my dress coats when I'm inside that place just. So I can, I want to be an obedient. I'm I'm from Labour Party, we're obedient. So I, I want to be obedient to okay. the rules of law. But when I get out there, I'll be my senior man. Okay,
1: okay. Congratulations once again. Thank on you, the, Gilbert. Yeah, um, Thank you, Gilbert. I wanted you to. Help us talk about the nature of your relationship with the immediate past governor mm. of State, because your pictures were mm. all over social media mm. and certain people have tagged you as even a snitch oh. and asked questions as to why the APC didn't come, you know, to collaborate with you ahead on the eve of that rerun election as against, you know, your visiting as portrayed in the pictures seen on social media to the former governor of Plateau State, Honorable Senator Simon Lalong.
0: Yeah, uh, that was a hard one for me. It, it, was, uh, it became very difficult to swallow. We do respect to all the constituents and the people on the plateau. What I'm saying now, I'm saying it with an apology. If it hurts you, I'm deeply sorry. But um, Lalong was a member of the House of Assembly, I was a staff in the House of Assembly. I I worked in the State House of Assembly for 13 years. And during my time in the House of Assembly, Lalonde was one of those speakers in the House of Assembly. And I was even one time his confidential secretary of Lalonde. I am not holding a brief for him. I'm not saying whether he's the best of governors we've heard or not. That was not my reason. I had two simple reasons why I visited him. I visited him because after I won election, he called me and congratulated me. Out of respect, nothing more than respect, I just thought it was respectful to visit because I, it would be difficult to work in isolation. I am going to the National Assembly which is in Abuja and in Abuja, there are all the people that all the representatives of Plateau State, whether they are in the Senate or in the House of Reps. You, at some point, have to work together for the betterment of Plato. You don't, you cannot be isolated. You cannot withdraw and be isolated and refuse to associate. It does not mean that your loyalty lies with that person. It means that you respect that person. I do see a very clean line between loyalty and respect. What took me to Lalong was just a respect. The man has a cap on his head and the cap is that he's a senator. It's not only Lalong. I'm going to have to meet all the senators. I tried to reach to Decade Plan. I couldn't find him, but I'm going to reach to all the senators. I'm going to reach to all the House of Assembly members in Abuja. I have to meet them. I will have to meet them. Regardless, I, I cannot refuse to meet them. But if you look at it critically, I went and saw my governor, His Excellency Caleb Mutfan. I presented my certificate to him. I paid my loyalty to him. I spoke my words to him. I told him, I affirmed to him what I want to do to support him, to succeed on the plateau, and for him to support me to succeed in the National Assembly. We had our conversations with him. And then I went to Lalong to greet him. I didn't return my certificate to him in the other hand because he's not even in power. I have to work with the person in power. And I know what Governor Mufan has been doing, even what he had done for my election. I know how PDP, he allowed for PDP to be able to function and to do it. He could stop it if he wanted to stop it at any point. But he made it happen because he believed in me. He believed in the project. He believed in Plateau Project. And I with due respect to the feelings of everybody. I feel sorry. I'm deeply sorry if that action hurts you.
1: But did you envisage that?
0: No. Off the back of an election? I didn't. I thought it was going to be okay. I didn't envision that. Okay, maybe on my own side, it could be an unintended consequence that is happening. It could be a political exuberance. It could be an unintended consequence. But it's not intended. I didn't intend to hurt anybody. And I, I cannot work in isolation at the same time. Um, if you need to work and do anything happen in the National Assembly you have to associate and lobby you have to have a few people here and there I'm just saying it again in a simple term I went to see that person because he has a mantle on his head it's just mere respect nothing but respect I went and saw Darajan presented certificate to him I went and saw Uh, My governor, His Excellency Mutfan presented a certificate to him. I went and sold along. I greeted him. I am planning on trying to see some other ex-governors of the state because I want to be able to... I don't want them to see me as being arrogant, as being uh, disrespectful. I don't want to come across as being um, a rogue person. It would be disrespectful for him to have called me to congratulate me And I pretend I don't know he exists and just wave of a hand and shove it. It doesn't mean anything. I could meet with anybody if he's going to make my work in the National Assembly benefit the people of Plateau. And I'm not going to temper, I'm not going to dare the Plateau People's Project. I know where my loyalty is. I know where my loyalty is. And I've given my loyalty where it is. I could visit any other person just for the visit, but I know where my loyalty is. And besides, like I said again, he's a senator. It may not be the way we want it. It may not be the way you want it. It's it's annoying. It's hurting to you as it feels for you, but he's a senator. And I'm going to be in the same National Assembly with him. There is no way I will avoid him. I will have to meet him at some point. There was no way I will avoid him.
1: Um, maybe this question is too fast, um, but could we see an honorable Daniel Asema defecting to the People's Democratic Party? Like I said earlier, this might be way too early to call.
0: But, um, Like you said, for me, I look at political party as a, as a podium of which you stand to voice out what it is that you are. Or it, I see it as a platform, which of course it is a platform. And for now, I feel comfortable with Labour. I don't feel any bad, and I don't have any pressure from the PDP. I don't have any pressure from any party. I don't have any pressure. There are no pressures on me. And I feel comfortable with the Labour party. As much as I'm comfortable with the Labour party, I don't have pressures on me. I don't want to look at the party. I want to look at what I can do for Plato. I don't, party shouldn't be an issue for me. I just want to see how I can work for Plato and make Plato get what they are supposed to get. I work closely with anybody who is going to be able to work with me for the progress of PLATO.
1: Um, just North Basa Federal constituency, in the intervening period, Honorable, um, you do know what the pressing needs and issues for the people of just North Basa Federal constituency are. And of course, your predecessor would have embarked on a number of projects and by virtue of the events that unfolded, May not have been able to complete some of these projects. What are these, you know, items that you have tried to um, get your hands on to try to perhaps even dust and look at? Be them bills, be them constituency projects, be them interventions that you can be able to, you know, just swiftly act upon. And like I said earlier, in the interim, what are these pressing and urgent needs that you think
0: deserve attention immediately? I just got sworn in on, on, on Thursday. Not quite long, That was yeah. my first seating and the last one so far because I've, <laughs> I've not done another one. Yeah. So um, uh, tomorrow will be the next seating. And then it's, it's a little too early for me to be able to ascertain the exact projects. And I've got, I've got an extract of what the projects are okay, okay, and good. the budgetary allocations of the projects. I've gotten some... Uh, just a bit of uh, knowledge, of understanding of that. Well, my office is still being uh, marked out, and then I still have, have to put on my staffing in place. So all of those are not very ready yet. I've not even finished my documentation. Uh, um, I had to come back home to present certificates and acknowledge a few people who contributed a lot to me and then also to talk to my constituents and to thank them for coming out and doing the massive voting and to believe, for believing in me before I will now go back and try to finish my documentation and um, start looking into the projects and looking into the budgetary allocations of those projects and how I can... Make them true and then start to see if we can get the benefit of those as quick as we can.
2: All right. Bonsoir? Yeah, well, uh, let's uh, open the conversation in case uh, you're just tuning in. We've been having a chat with the member representing Just North Bassa Federal Constituency, Honorable Daniel Osama. Uh, is here with us. You can uh, call in, ask any question that you would. I'm very sure that he'll be glad to answer them. 081 2187 seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from
1: or go to Facebook and drop your comments at JFM live and on X
2: at JFM Joss. yeah let's take the first call hello good evening thank you for calling (coughs) hello all right. Sorry about that. Call us back when you get a chance. Hello. Mm, what's up? Yes, thank you for calling. Yeah, JT. From Russia. Okay, say your name again, please. JT, JT. Okay, we're well, listening. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, actually, I want to congratulate uh, Daniel Osama. Uh, he's a very smart man. And indeed, uh, the favor of God is upon his heart. I saw my younger sister, Nana Tantur posting his issue on on the social media. And the things he says about him, I'm so proud of him.
5: Um,
4: I wish him well. I wish him divine wisdom. I wish him grace from above. And I pray for speed upon what he's going to do for Plateau. Um, I want to talk about this government. They have to do something about the poor. I was listening to um, the former uh, senator. Uh, he's in Kogi State, know Milai. He says, if we cannot do anything concerning the issue of the poor, the poor, on a good day, they will turn us to become their meal. So, seriously, uh, the, 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 the government have to do something very, very speedily concerning the poor. If not, with the way the poor are feeling, I am telling you the truth, it's not, it's not really funny. It, uh, um, the senator says, uh, if we talk, they will kill us. If we did not even talk, they will kill us. So, it's better we should talk so that they can kill us. Seriously, they have to just do something concerning the poor because they think they are pushing the poor to the wall and the poor doesn't have anything to do than for them to react. So they have to do something speedily concerning the poor. Thank you.
2: Thank you, thank you. I mean, that is very important. Hello.
6: Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Hello, very good evening.
2: Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name, please.
6: Thank you very much. This is the boss of that del- emanated from Anguadus, the great of Solomon.
2: We're listening. Go ahead, sir.
6: Congratulations to the Honourable Member, Honourable Daniel Asama. Congratulations, sir. Well, I like one question to ask the Honourable. The picture trending all on the social media, between the former governor, the Honourable uh, Samuel Bakula Long, Senator, representing uh, the Southern Zone. Well, but uh, the Honourable, sir, I I think you need to be very careful if I will cut the former governor immediately when he was uh, the sort of vision campaign of the Muslim Muslim ticket, we listen to what you said every day. Even tomorrow we'll see this it. He told all whole that it is terrible time to shop. You uh, said it is didn't stop at all, so it is his time to shop. So I'm trying to ask the Honourable, you see it's your time to shop? So it is not something that you will see far from them. This set of people can easily advise you to go and only tell what uh, your electorate want you to do. There are some people that we need to work with them, too. Yeah, I'm not saying that you should run away from the, the single senator, but because you are all representing plateau people there, I want you to ask a house of members, there is it for you to have good resources, uh, the National assembly, and uh, entirely even the upper chamber, which is the red carpet. Meanwhile, uh, for that, I want to appeal to the plateau state government, please, to look at what is happening here on the plateau, most especially the state of the local government. Our children are home, please. I will continue to say this. And uh, most of our leaders are uh, very beneficiaries of public primary schools. Uh, so they have to attention to certain institutions. There is no anybody that just jumped from, from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, primary. from, didn't from, to primary school. you just went to certain institutions. So I will advise, please. I know the terms are hard for the governor. I know we have the very working governor. We have a little governor very has, you has the presence of our two people. I'm him. Can you Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling.
3: Hello, good evening. Hello.
2: Tell us in name and join the conversation, please.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Ahmad Bijani. I'm calling from Kaduna. I'm listening online.
2: Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Please go ahead.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I've been having your wonderful conversation with the Honourable. Yes, I was a resident of JOS in the last two and a half years, and I had sweet memories of JOS during my stay. Unfortunately, some happenings that had to do with religion, ethnicity, and what I view has really affected the plateau, and I think with the coming of the Honourable, despite the election. the was let me see that i got this that he's going to be there because look at the policies of plateau how the former guys were, were removed by the cause and just bring on affirming the governor so it's really a lock sir god really helped him to be there so i expect him despite the differences to do all things possible as he said to unite the people on the plateau particular just not ambassador i expect him to be asama as his name say asama he should be on top of the game it's not going to be easy but I believe, as a youth, he can be able to do it. I will support him with our prayers. He's going to the House of Representatives, Representative, I think, as a greenhorn. He's going as a greenhorn. The juicy committees have been shared, what are you? But I said the budget is there. Please try as much as possible to track the budget, the consecutive budget for the George Not and I wish you all the best. Thank you.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling.
5: Uh, good evening, Fonseca. Good evening, Gilbert, and uh, the Honourable guests uh, in of, uh, the house. tell us the name, Tell us the name, Sir. Uh, uh, this is our Ocasim calling from Petichomarket. Go ahead, Sir. Uh, thank you very much. I think uh, the Honourable is talking well, uh, being new and trying to understand the system. But I want to remind him that. Being in that position, he should look deep beyond the sentiment that is in played. Because I want to remind him that a lot of votes that was made for the other party that he refused to acknowledge, being the Muslim dwellers of Chosnot, are a lot in what Jaden demanded. With that being said, Fonsal... We do respect. I want you to understand one thing. That calling the name of a scholar in the person of Sani Yahaya is like being disrespectful, Because we had an issue with people, which has to do with a phone call, that almost set this country on blaze. I'm an ardent listener of this channel. But you never spoke on it to that length or you keep persisting on mentioning a name of a particular scholar that you refuse to look at the other end to be able to make things balance. you refuse to acknowledge the marginalization of the governor that is going on in the state recently we had crisis in Mangu and all other countries, we have a committee that should look into that with no Muslim on that particular thing. you didn't raise it we had a kind of uh, intervention from the president, who has to do with five billion and two thousand bags of grain. We have no explanation over that. You didn't mention it. I here support a kind of fair and justice for a tissue like disputed. But hearing you discuss issue with sentiment. It's kind of baffling. You're trying to put a word on all other people. I mean, your conversation with get you when you just say You almost had a lot of issues with the case. What I want you to do is to have a gatekeeper. Be fair with your conversation. So as Platoon will do, uh, Remind. Let me remind you that there are projects in Platoon that I remind you of the patient that they did not capture it. For Plato to know that there are big development in Plato because they were meant for to be achieved from the APC. I'm not a member of APC, not any other party, but a plateau development. But you must learn to see that for plateau to grow, we have conflicts and we must address it with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll wrap up your thoughts, sir. Thank you.
5: So With this, I'm reminding Daniel Azamaya. The mandate is having. He should go and check. That a lot of what came from Muslims that we are not being acknowledged, and they are part of the like see, they are part of just not, and they need to be here. Marginalisation should stop. Thank you, Have a nice day
2: Thank you. Well, uh, you know, Gilbert, this, uh, in as much as I'm trying to understand what this person is, you know, trying to say, you know, uh, because if you say marginalisation, I'm marginalised too. Uh, There's no single human being in Nigeria that wake up and want to guilt trip me, you know, uh, that he's marginalized. I'm marginalized. There's limits to what I can become in Nigeria. Face it. And if you're a young person, that's just the absolute truth. And even if you are in the civil service, you are in plateau, you are from plateau, there's a limit to a rank that you reach in civil service. So we're all marginalized. But always dwelling on the problem, I think that is where the problem is. We're looking for a solution. Me bringing, you know, uh, I brought Sheikh Sani Ajingri here. I brought, you know, former Governor Jang. I brought, you know, Governor uh, Mutfang. I don't understand, you know, what uh, uh, he's saying, you know. uh, But, well, every uh, opinion they say is like Mm Ampit. Everybody has one. Even if you don't have, you know, an arm, you have an armpit. You know, I've never seen a human being that doesn't have an armpit. Uh, but anyway, thank you. Uh, I know that we're this society is truly searching for justice, uh, and every one of us were marginalized, in, especially for if you are from Plateau. I say this because I have, you know, my friends in federal civil service, and they tell me what they go through because if they check their name is from Plateau, you know. Uh, there's, I have someone, I'm not going to mention his name, very respected. He was supposed to be promoted to the rank of a federal sec, uh, uh, permanent secretary, but he was retired at director. And not that he wasn't qualified. He was the one that said at the end of the day when he made his finding, the simple thing is just because he's from Plateau. We are all marginalized in this country. If we are searching for the soul of Nigeria, I think that we should start searching for justice. Let's be just and fair to one another, and let's not allow religious leaders to tell us how to vote. Because take it olive my friend. You know, I ha- my, ve- and by the way, he doesn't know. One of my, one of my best friends is a Muslim. Best friend, you know, is a Muslim. And there's one thing he told me some time ago. I think this was just last week or the week before last. I'm going to say it in Hausa. He said, if you see stingy people that don't give, is a cleric, not only a Islamic cleric, or even a Christian cleric, and a, I'm sorry, but policeman, that's what he said. He said, it was, and he's a Hausa guy. It was just in, the, in his bid to, you know, uh, buttress, you know, some of the things. He said, if you come to uh, a religious leader, he'll just say, ah, go well, I'm going to pray for you. Uh, he's not going to solve, you know, your monetary problem. Uh, well, Gilbert, take some comment. Uh, but I, I truly respect what the last caller said. We're all marginalized. Uh, in searching for the soul of this country, I think we should start on the good bedrock, which is justice. Uh, and I think uh, uh, if you look at, you know, our society, there are uh, people who are really uh, b- b- giving that voice that Nigeria should be a lot more just for the benefit and interests of everyone. Donzi on Facebook
1: says, The recent spate of kidnappings, killings and violence across the country has left many Nigerians feeling unsafe and vulnerable. Dimas Bala has this to say. Nigerians hardly see the impact of their lawmakers compared to um, their pay. Their salary is more than their work. Albert Dagzer says, I expect the lawmakers to go beyond lawmaking to ensure that they truly represent the interests of the people. Brooklyn Michael says, Honestly, majority of the lawmakers um, used to implement... um, All right, they represent only themselves and their families. That's what you're saying. Chester Phillips says... Congratulations to you, sir, on your victory. What are your plans for securing your constituency, especially in Rigueland. Just yesterday, four people were gunned down in my village. My brother lost his wife and a son in the attack. Fekuka Gohan says, seriously, the topic captured my mind. Lawmakers always um, and just use their monies to train media talks on the net to be defending them wrongly. But thank God the awareness of politicking is changing Styles now. Dave Boldmind says, You're absolutely right. It's important for citizens to pay attention to the role of lawmakers in governance. In Nigeria today, I expect lawmakers to prioritize the needs of the people, enact laws, and participate in the development of the country. Marvin Sam says, Asama, I'm not comfortable with the fact he calls former governor Lalong his mentor because the former governor didn't do well, and if he is seeing him as a mentor, then I'm sure he will not do well and his stay in the reps is not certain um, for another time. And nendungbam says, Plateau is working again. It's a non-negotiable fight. Now is the better option and should convince us on the plateau of our dreams. Kana Joseph Eze says, Honorable Daniel Asama, you have the mandate of the people of Plateau State. I urge you to be a true servant and plateau first before anything else. I'm heartily wishing God direction as you present the great, represent the great people of Plateau State, and Christian Sarkar says, What I expect from lawmakers is first sincerity of purpose, secondly bringing up people-centred bills, and thirdly respecting our laws by ensuring the executive arm are up and doing in providing security and good governance um, to the people. Nurse Nyango Gongjong says most people don't expect much from their lawmakers. Not knowing these guys control constituency allowance, lawmakers should checkmate the excesses of the executive, but most times these guys still work hand in hand with the executive to milk the state of its caste resources. Peter Dowder says, Lawmakers are only after their stomach infrastructure. I weep for my country. And Julius Achigak says, The lawmakers in Nigeria are not representing us well to our own expectations we are left behind in terms of good governance in Nigeria just because our lawmakers have not prioritized the well-being of their constituents Well,
2: uh honorable asama you heard what the last caller said if you uh, look at the data of uh, people uh you are bache yeah uh, from yeah. local government yes sure how many bache do we have in the state civil service let's talk about marginalization and let's talk about the numbers uh because i think that at times one will talk uh, will allow sentiment be cloud judgment even in plateau state how many Bache are on the pay, civil service payroll how many Irigwe people how many buji people how many Jingeramo people how many uh, ribina people you know let's 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 talk about uh, you know that i don't want you know someone to uh, bring a very silly argument well, I, I hate silly arguments. I want uh, people should be factual and data driven. Go ahead and give your response and your final word.
0: Well, Poncet for, for what the last caller. But you see the enormity of your job. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I have a feel of it. Um, for what the last caller is saying, I, I don't think Poncet in do well. To be fair to him, he he's not bad. He's not saying the wrong thing.
2: Uh, of course, yeah. Okay. I say
0: we are all marginalized. Yeah, I, I get it. We are all marginalized, yeah. but he narrowed it down into he's feeling uncomfortable about you having to mention a certain cleric, okay? okay? This is the only thing I could tell the last caller. We have etiquettes of work and there are people that by exemption can mention names like that because of the etiquettes of what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ponsac may be speaking from the point of his place in the media and being on as a radio personality and guided by the rules mm-hmm. and laws that he can mention names, but maybe at some point some people wouldn't want to mention those names and see those things. Like I said in my assertion, I said it is unhealthy for constituents to be channeled like that. But we, we cannot dictate to Sheikh Yahya Jinger how he wants and what he wants for his followers. Absolutely. He cool. can he can demand of them whatever he wants. It is his followers. Provided yes. it's in tune with the Constitution of the Federal Republic. Well, even if it is not in tune with the federal Repo- Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, he's entitled to saying it. Okay. He, he, he can say it. But, but, Saying it, like Idi Amin said, you may be able to say it and you may not be able to go free with saying it. No, He said the freedom of, inf- the freedom of expression
2: uh, is a right, but uh, what goes after expressing is not guaranteed.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, on that, I just want to say it's a sensitive thing. But I want that last caller to also know that I have written letters of appreciation to the Muslim Ummah. I wrote letters to the uh, Jamaat International uh, and then the Darika the, the and the Izala and the, and the Shiite. I've written letters to all of them to appreciate them for voting me. Of course, there are Muslim brothers and people from the House of Lainey who had voted me. They did vote me. I, I have like eight uh, different uh, Islamic sects that I have sent letters of appreciation to them. And I also sent letters of appreciation last Sunday to churches Mm -hmm. to thank them for coming out and voting me. Mm -hmm. I said it here. I said I'm going to represent Basayan just not. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be representing a certain group of people. I'm representing everybody. And again, for people who feel I call La a Mentor, please, I have made my uh, assertions. I have made it clear. I've mentioned my things. Look at the write-up there. I didn't do the write-up. Thank you. It wasn't. I didn't do the right up. Yeah. But I appreciate your concerns. I'm gonna watch carefully, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to learn. Thank you. But like I said, at the same time, I want to see United Plateau. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you all. Thank you for voting me. Thank you for the pain you went through. Ponsac is telling me to stop, but I want to really appreciate the people of Brasa and not. Thank you for the pain you took. I promise you, it will not be in vain. I'll pray for me, and I hope you'll be represented. For the people of Uruguay land, I'm going to speak your voice. I've even written a motion of urgent public importance. I'm going to be presenting it sometime next week, hopefully, in the floor of the National Assembly about the killings in Uruguay land and every other place on the plateau. This has to stop. Thank you. I'm going to continue talking about it until it stops. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Honorable Daniel Sama, Honorable Member representing just North Bassa Federal Constituency. Gilbert, no final word for you. Uh, I'm using my veto power. (laughs) The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now.